Okay, welcome to episode 44 of the Slightly Fuzz podcast. We've been on a hiatus for a while. We focused on the Fuzz Club and some other things, but I always said if I were to, to bring it back, it would be for a good reason, and today we have a good reason. We have Mark Sunshine, the new singer of Unita and the singer of Riot God, and I'm honored to have you on the Slightly Fuzz podcast, man. Well, I'm honored to be here. Awesome. I'm, I'm stoked. So... Let's get into it, man. I I have I, I didn't ever know of Riot God until recently, and I have been obsessed for the last <laughs> few months, man. I've been listening hmm. to it like crazy, and I've had some good conversations with you about kind of what went on with Riot God, and you sent me some some other tracks and and all sorts of stuff. So I'm, I'm right. glad that I found it. I'm glad I could share it with my followers and all hmm. the friends that I have it here. I, I've shared it with anybody that I could. Yeah, it was um, it was always a, a struggle with that particular band because. Um, of the way it was structured, um, you know, the members uh, share duties in uh, both the Atomic Bitchwax and Monster Magnet, and it was always something. Whether it was, um, I mean, I, I say that just as a matter of fact. It wasn't like I'm not. It is what it was. Yeah, um, you know, there was always, it was a struggle um, to get time because you were like third string, you know. So. Uh, uh, 20 the, the oddly enough the year before the band imploded 2012 was our most active year it was the year that we were offered a deal that would have elevated us um and uh, unfortunately everyone wasn't on the same page if indeed not in the same book so um yeah but um that's why it kind of like so when it was active there was, you know, I did a calendar just seeing how much time we were allotted as compared to the other bands. And um, at first it was like, you know, you thought there would be benefits from it. There would be, you know, like you see other bands, like if they share a member, they'll try to get them on the bill or they'll try to do, not that they're obligated, but sure. sometimes in, in opportune moments, some, some bands will benefit from that in this, in, in retrospect and, as a fact, there were very, I mean, ex there, there weren't very many uh, beneficial um, shared situations. And um, so Riot God was um, uh, low on the radar. Yeah. You know, I mean, our biggest gig was walking. And um, by then the band had begun to the various personalities in the band and the various ties and the, 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 the different interests, radically different outlooks. Um, so where, where were you before Riot God? Because I, I saw something today that said Riot God was kind of your solo project. Is that accurate? Well, yeah. yeah the funny thing is um, I, I, Solo project kind of implies that there was a non-solo well, project before well, there it. Was, so. no, well, there was this thing that I did. I came up with the Riot God name, mm -hmm. and and it was not as I mean, when Bob, um, you know, Bob, and, and, and at that time Jim, they had con. I mean, I was working with Bob before he even joined Monster Magnet. We did like um, uh, some projects. Um, I've known I, I I have known him a, a long time, and he was there at the very beginning of when I first started singing. Um, you know, he was in a local band and this, that, the other thing. It's a whole different story. But um, I, I was, you know, before I remember the day we were down at this place called the Dub in Red Bank. And he was like, dude, we're going to have to like stop the music for a while because I'm going to, this was around 2004. 
and uh, I'm going to join um, Monster Magnet. I was like, well, hey, man, you got to make some money, whatever. Yeah, it's a good opportunity. Um, I um, I was like, I'm like a weird dude. I I don't do any cover bands. I don't, I mean, I don't, I was, so right, I got Solo Project. It was a name I came up with just for some music. I was, I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been trying to screwing around with, because I like singing. So if there's no band, uh, you know, I'll get together some guitar players or whatever, and I'll just work on some cockamamie project, you know. Um, and uh, it's just me. Um, and so Riot God was this name I came up with, and I had the domain name forever. And then in, uh, let's just say, in fashion true to form, just after the domain name it lapsed, um, I was asked by the other members of the, of the then nameless band, can, can we just call it Riot God? I was like, well, it's not like my solo project was some like uh, overwhelmingly successful commercial uh, barrier to that. And so I said, sure. Um, you know, let me just move this uh, window up here into the second monitor. And it seems a little more natural. So, um, uh, yeah, so so I said, okay. So I had to scurry and get the, you know, make sure the domain wasn't lost, even though it wasn't of extreme value. And that's how the name you know, was applied uh, yeah. almost awkwardly to what that project was. We we tried a bunch of names and then, you know, it was just suggested, well, Hey, don't you got that name? Don't you? And that was it. So it was a, a little, like put it this way. The solo project I made with that was like this v- boutique situation. And I still have the cassettes that like, I did it with, a member of blood feast, um, uh, old thrash friends of mine. Like, you know, when you're in Jersey, just like when you're in California, I noticed those guys had the same kind of thing. If you're, you know, like you just, people know people like, you know, you just like you, you grew up with, you know, you met them from one scene. I was like, I was in, um, a technical kind of weird metal band. Um, um, I was in like a, a kind of like a post thrash band that eventually its members like metamorphosed into like a kind of grungy alt band. And um, back then I'm going to say I was fairly clueless. So I just kept, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Whatever. It wasn't really until riot God and like uh, that, that progression where I thought, wow, you know, especially the given the things that went on i was like wow this could really elevate something unfortunately it didn't sure but those guys they were there from the first album then or did you ever record it anything oh no well i did and the 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 stuff that was originally on my little riot god thing was like just an experimental thing and i have it i actually still have the cassettes I, i made a printout and i meant my friend cj he 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 printed them he duplicated them for me and they're on this conspicuous yeah. blue cassette yeah. and um and what what did this sound like does it sound like that riot guy that we oh, know or oh no it? no it was bananas it was just <laughs> it was just it was just it was what it was and it, it is what it is and it's i mean I, i'm gonna be putting it on my youtube because i'm doing a music retrospective just trying to figure out like where i've been and what i've done and what crazy just it's it's been like 
so under the radar, but like, um, yeah. but I'm st- music is a big part of my life. So I mean, yeah. um, it just because I haven't been successful doesn't doesn't relegate. Uh, you know, how dare you recall your life, you? <laughs> yeah. So where did where did you kind of learn to sing? Because I, I I've heard a lot of your tracks that are wildly different. I mean, a lot of people might know you now from Unita and go back and listen to Riot God, but I mean, you've shared tracks with me that were way more acoustic or like oh, the, yeah. queen, the queen cover, that kind of stuff. Like, so where yeah. did you really get your, your chops singing? Um, just, just by keep doing it. Like, I mean, when I first started, I really didn't know about my, um my upper register. I, did, I really didn't, I mean, I didn't really know, um, it's just from, you know, your voice is an instrument and, and yet I had plenty of stuff that I would always want to sing with. So, I mean, um, and, you know, kind of like Stevie Wonder, um, uh, Ian Gillen, anyone that really uses their voice in a, a, a good way. Like, uh, if you wanted to like early Rob Halford, um, um, like the stuff on Rockarola, I was, I was a big priest fan, huge priest fan. Still am. I'm an earlier priest, not the painkiller stuff. I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyone that would really use their voice evocatively, it didn't matter about range. I mean, I'm, I've never been a high, high, high singer. I like to put high accents and stuff, but that come and and, and it, it just depends on what on what on on what you dig and. A lot of my, I mean, dude, a lot of my early stuff was, especially early, 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 was disproportionately and really bad technique-y and because I didn't know anything and I'm self-taught. So eventually with time, you begin to, I think just by the nature of like, well, wow, there are other frets on this fretboard. And then, you know, but you, as through practice, you begin to um uh learn more and then when you learn more you're able to do more and you know like um i love i'm a big proponent of vocal layering i love that stuff and some people are like well what about live and i'm like you know what when i'm dead and gone there's going to be no more live but there's going to be the album so it's kind of like the chicken and the egg like people yeah. are like oh whoa, 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 whoa. i was like you know what man we disagree. That's it. Yeah. So, because you, you, yeah, you, I mean, you have a good point, though. I, I think that that some people focus too much on the the live thing or how like real rock and roll is and stuff like that. Where, you know, going in the studio and really kind of perfecting it and experimenting and stuff can. can well, you look at yeah, you look at like Devin Townsend. Like his yeah. stuff is ridiculous. Like where you're hearing these low frequencies. You really, I mean, like it'll, it, like all this stuff going on, and then. I'll listen to um, like even early yes, where there's like different undulating vocals that are switching and the subject matter switches in the sentence. That's a beautiful experience. So, you know, of course I care about the live experience, but the, but it's with some of the stuff you could do today, um, especially now, I mean, um, you know, it's to have that, I mean, you know, it, dark side of the moon um people will be listening to it it's it is what it, it was this sound thing so like you know when i think about vocals and i think about like 
I, I often like when I, you know, I would hear, I would listen deep in the mix, like on early priest and on, on certain things on yes. And I'd figure out, or even anything from Trevor Horn, like any productions that he's done on, whether it's seal or his art of noise stuff, like you're here, all this stuff going on. And so why not apply it to vocals? And that's, you know, what I would try to do on, especially on the, on the last Riot God album, like where you, where you have like these, cause it is your instrument. And so you could really make these happening things. Yeah. But, yeah. So let's go back to Riot Guide a little bit, yeah. because yeah. I, I mean, you can, you can listen to them in order. And, and that's what I did was kind mm. of started with the first one and went through the three. Right. And you can really feel and hear kind of that growth as writers, band, singers, everything just kind yeah. of like kept getting better and better. And how is it possible that this band flew so far under the radar, especially um, well, given that you had members of Monster Magnet well, and kind of Bitch Wax and stuff? It, there was, um, you know that scene, and I'll be candid, you know that scene in Alien where everyone finds out that the guy really, really stuck it to him, and they were like, Ash, what? Yeah. When you have people that have either different aspirations, because me, I always wanted to, like, I have nothing against other bands, but the point is, and this is the fact, if you're in an, another band and there is a central figure and they are making the lion's share of the money, wouldn't you want to go to craft a situation for yourself where you can still play in that band, but wouldn't you want to start accruing your own capital intellectually and musically so that somewhere down the line, and if you structure your contracts right and you do what you have to do diligently, some of that money, as when I got a, my first royalty check, which I'd suffered through decades of nothing. When I got the first significant, which was like $100, it paid for like my motherboard uh, fritzed. And it was like, ooh, wow, I just need just what I needed. Yeah. That turned me on to becoming much more acclimated with the, like the much more aware. And I wanted to, to have freedom uh, at least incrementally and sometimes much, much to your. I mean, people could say whatever they want, but if you judge by their actions, they really seem to to go ahead and self-sabotage. And, you know, they can call you every name in the book, but if you look at their actions, if you look at their, like, what they've done, I mean, when it came down to Riot God, everything that could go wrong went wrong. And if you think about that, if you know, because as it seemed like a truck pull, as things started to get more promising, certain parties started to do more wildly questionable, like anything from putting a preposterous title to an album to, and you're looking at yourself and you're like, are you unraveling? And so divergent, divergent, you know, one wants to fly the plane into the ground and you want to, you know, take it for a ride. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and a strange selfish stuff um, because, you know, it, it's perplexing. And 
Um, that's why it flew. I mean, you know, small label, a person in charge who was like, or in charge, a person who took that mantle upon themselves, whether wanted or unwanted, and, you know, made bad decisions and also placed greater importance on other bands. If, sure. if that's what you're dealing with, you're going to, you're going to be low. You're, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to, um, ascend in, in any way, you know? So, well, I hope that anyone listening to this right now goes and checks out the Riot God stuff. Cause I, like I said, I've, I've been listening to it uh, obsessively for the last few months and it's, it's quite the discovery for me because as, as big as bands like Caius or, uh, well, for example, Monster Magnet or Atomic Bitchwhack or something right. like that is or was and as big as this scene has become it just seems to be like in this like purgatory area of like it was it wasn't early enough and it hasn't been late enough it was just in this bad time maybe and i right. think people if it would have came out now maybe it just would have been this huge thing well, it's 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 a matter of it's dude the thing is we were offered a deal by earache and that would have been a game changer right it in 2012 we were ordered. We were ordered. It, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I looked at the email. You know, you guys looking for a deal. I thought that everyone would be ecstatic because this we, they could handle the the Mishapisha contract in Germany. They could do whatever, mm -hmm. it, and it would be a level up. Yeah, and I, I could not believe when everyone around me was like, "I mean, doing the comparative version of staring at their shoes and kicking their feet from left to right, pigeon-toed." I was like, "Are you insane?" And then from then on, it just like I, I was in disbelief as to, "Wow, you guys are le you guys are." I mean, I was the contact. They left me holding the bag. They, um, I just no hate. It is what it wasn't. And I was just like, you know, I felt I took me a long while to get over that kind of like yeah, suffocating betrayal because you can back then I was a different dude. You could cast names upon me, but I, I never, ever, ever did. And I say that as God is my witness. I never did any of that shenanigans and I never, ever would put someone else's profit and dream before my own nor or my band members at the time yeah so that kind of you know that it's i don't even know i'm just like you know what it is it, it that's what happened and yeah. and you know i just i said you know what i'm gonna go get a job and that's that i said yeah. i don't want to i ain't singing no covers i i don't know here the scene is small and and not only that you've got people who are in my demographic who either aren't doing music anymore or they're already profitably doing it and, and they're out there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been some time. So enter Unita because yeah. I mean, there, there's a clear reason that you were chosen for this role because your voice is very similar to John Garcia's vocal delivery and you have an amazing talent for it as did he, but give us the story. How, how did you come uh, into the position on Unita? How did they contact you? And how did you... How did a mutual... You a singer? Yeah, well, I mean, a mutual friend. Um, um, a mutual friend uh, uh, just 
connected. And that was that. Um, introduced me to Arthur. And um, I had no idea that I just, Arthur's a man of, of quite a few projects, a house broken promises, mm -hmm. God knows what else. And um, so I never had any inclination at all that, that this would be a thing. I, it was just, to me, that was, uh, that was territory I didn't even consider. Yeah. I didn't even consider. Did you, were you pretty familiar with Unita's work up until oh, that point? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, um, <clears throat> in fact, when it was charged with me to learn, you know, a, a great many songs, I had it on my hard drive from 2005. I mean, yeah. I had the coyote on, yeah. on my, on my hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. Um, so, that was so how does it feel I, 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 when I talked to you the last time you, you had mentioned that like vice had even reached out to kind of get your take on, on this position and that kind of stuff. But how does it feel filling the shoes of such a le legend like John Garcia and going into this band? Do you feel pressure? Or do you feel like you're just in this great band and how, how lucky is that? Or like, how do you feel about stepping into this role? Um, I feel like I've met a few new people. I mean, it's, no one really can go into a situation thinking about all these other, um, you know, these other elements. I mean, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of work to do. I'm in a, in a short amount of time to do it. Um, personally, uh, I've, I've always admired John's uh, stuff, especially with Caius and uh, even some of the stuff he did with the chemical brothers. I, mm -hmm. I, or I think it was them. Uh, uh, um, yeah, a too slow. It, it did like yeah. a project with them. Yeah. So, uh, me, I mean, you know, I can understand. It, 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 I can understand where um, it, it's a tough place, and and these these guys they have this music and they want to play it, and I I know that I'm I'm you know I'm not, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm me, and and so it's a tough road. So you try to do your best. You try to pay attention. There are certain things like. For example, like with certain classic singers that do certain things, no matter what your style is, you're going to have to pay attention because that um, certain elements of the song, you know, so you do your best to play in that vein. I mean, you're, you, you have to, mm -hmm. um, but you're going to do it your way. And anyone, I mean, you're either going to have people who are so de so devoted that there's nothing that you could do sure um i mean there's there, so you you can't reach them it's cool yeah. i mean but to their to their they could go see him with band of gold and as arthur said well he has said that john's not out of the band i um well, maybe, you know, down the road he'll do so. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. All I know is that for this tour, I had to do my best to make the fans um, of the band, and there were quite a bit, uh, to do my best to um, not – I don't want to say honor the songs like it's a funeral. It's just sure. you have to do the best you can with within with what you have and it feels like Allison chains kind of is is a, a similar predicament where it's like you can never fill shoes of like lane staley but you put william duvall in there and he does an incredible job of singing those songs yes but they did an incredible job of moving them into the future also and you can hear william duvall's talent on the new records right they've, they've kind of 
you know, this is the second chapter. You know, they're not living in the past. They're not trying to recreate stuff. They're kind of a, a new band, but still honoring that that Lane Staley era. Right. Know? Well, you're, there's no way you're going to escape that. Where So that's, I mean, I've heard new material of uh, that Arthur and, and um, uh, the fellas have uh, put together. And so, um, I mean, right now we, we just finished this... Uh, Ooh, it was a uh, quite quite an adventure. Um, tell, tell us about it. Yeah, I was going to ask about uh, the the recent shows in Europe and all that kind of well, stuff. So. It was really pleasing to. I mean, first of all, you know, you know, there's a lot of cool moments. I mean, jamming a Green Machine with the Nick, which was really cool. Um, I was singing. I was trying to do the second vocal higher kind of situation there, um, in which is in Green Machine, but. Um, um, you know, and then um, a, a couple of guest people come up and sing on Black Woman. Um, Keith from Sasquatch and Damien from Slow Burn um, in Berlin. That's awesome. And I got to meet those folks for the first time as well. And um, it was it was stress, but yet you you know it, put it this way: when I was in London, when we were in London. I got the I had the pleasure of meeting two gentlemen that were introduced to me in 2016. They wanted me to come sing in a different band, but I stayed friends with them uh, as best you can cross transatlantically. Yeah. And so they're from a band Blind River. And Chris and Dan. And it was nice because Dan said it was it was wasn't like we were meeting anyone new. It was like we but so but yet in this instance say with for this tour everyone I I mean I met Arthur a, a, before the tour, I had met him a month earlier for the first time and when he visited uh, Asbury Park with Slightly Stupid. But everyone else, like, I had to meet, um, you know, and it was, but it didn't feel like it was, um, uh, like, some weird. It was, it felt like, 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 cool. You're, you're, like, you're, suddenly you're charged with this and everyone's on this, on the, on the same page of at least getting this tour done. Yeah. And making it happen and, you know, just everyone doing their best and, uh, and, and, but it was great because, you know, um, I say the best thing about the whole thing for me was when you would feel the crowd and they really didn't know what to expect, but I know that the shows were high energy. I know that. And that's, you know, no matter, and I know that. And that, that you could see that you could feel a crowd that was like just at the beginning of the evening, they were kind of watching and they were like, how's this going to be? And then by the end of the night, like most, if we, you know, I'd say most times we, we had succeeded. Like we, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they were a, a, approving, if not yeah. disapproving, you know what I mean? I, and so that was something like, you know, you, and every, you know, and everyone did a great job and, um, and, you know, we communicated and that was because, and I'm new. So I, you know, there's certain things that, uh, you know, I've had discussions about like this, this, this or whatever. And, you know, I listened to it and I was just like, yeah, okay. And, you know, just whatever. I've seen some of the videos from, from this tour, which have all been amazing. And I was very impressed. I, I loved it. But even just, I knew when Unita kind of made that first announcement that we're like going to start doing something again. 
and we had this new guy, Mark. He's yeah. saying, I remember even talking to some of my my friends and, and acquaintances from Slightly Fuzz and just being like, how is this going to work? I mean, how do you replace John Gar- Garcia? I mean, he's he is the draw in a lot of ways for this band. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is insane. Like, what a death sentence, you know? And and then finding Riot God and then talking to you and then hearing some of your songs and seeing the practices and seeing the the shows, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I mean, I'm so excited for this, you know? Yeah, and it's 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 got some it's it I I like that aspect of it where yeah. where I'm rather I mean it, it's no walk in the park either sure. during yeah. doing these tunes. It's they're they're particular. I mean, I've learned a lot just from going under the hood and looking at his lyrics. And I mean, I, I had to do, you know, I had to uh, cobble them together as best I could, you know, I mean, uh, cause they, there was no like, like for example, in Riot God, I made sure to type all my lyrics out into a big PDF and I'd have them, you know, this, whatever, yeah. this wasn't the case with uh, Unita. I mean, I had, I had to deal with like interpreting things on the internet, which were like, like, for example, like, um, um, I tell you, it's the latest game, you know, like that, you know, you almost went insane. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I, I read it on the internet. It said it was a ladies game. I was like, oh, that's text to speech or that's speech to text. I was just like, what is, this is weird. I'm not very good at like hearing l- lyrics anyway. Like when really? I listen to a song, I go, I just hear like the kind of ups and downs and the, you know, I, the lyrics, I, it's very rare that I even understand what they're saying. So. Yeah. So, but you know, some, and so luckily I, I, in, in situations n- not specific to Unita, but if there's something and you can just make the phonetic noise of what it is sure. in a live situation, no one's really going to know if, if they're even um, blessed enough to hear you. Sure. So, you know, you might, um, there, there, there are certain things where I just had to make a, a judgment call. I was like, what does it sound like? Yeah. You know, because that's the way I write. I mean, I'll write like, you know, there might be some riff going on and, and I might have an idea, but I don't have any words. So I'll just hum phonetic stuff like whatever. And, and then, you know, then later that's a map like a little color map and you could be like, okay, this word goes there. This is my story. I'll make, and you make a little puzzle for yourself. Right. But in the, in the situation where you may not know certain lyrics and there is no forthcoming manner of you acquiring them, you just have to, I mean, as long as it isn't, I mean, put it this way, if I had to re-record something, I would seek down those actual lyrics and I'd go right to the source. I'd be like, I, Hey, I need these lyrics. Yeah. I can't be going up there doing hubba dubba 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 yeah but if live it's it's you know it's it's okay but yeah sure yeah so i know that you said that you're you're you don't for sure know some of the the future of unita but i have to ask a couple mm. things mm. is unita ever going to get back on spotify because i don't think there's a single song on there um that is probably a just from my outsider look it's it it's the decision, whomever is in charge, whoever wields that um, decision-making power. Um, if you notice, you go on to like Apple Music and ACDC's got one tune. Yeah. And that's it. Now that's a matter. But if you look, you look at Riot God, they're out there like a cheap date. 
I mean, they're, they're, they're every, any song you want. And, and, you know, I mean, that's fine and dandy. I mean, um, whatever. It's, well, you need is not exactly easy to come by in the first place. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of like physical stuff out there anyway. And then for not to be on Spotify, it's it's frustrating. It's it's a matter of whomever's it just like in any it doesn't have to be you neither. It could be anybody who's yeah. in charge of those who's in charge of the of the um product. And I am not I am not qualified to say right. I I'd imagine that eventually um, something will happen. I'd, I'd hope. I mean, yeah. for those who want to hear it or whatever, it's a, it's it's an odd situation because, um, you know, it, was, it depends on. But some people, you know, they'll go to YouTube and and they'll hear. You could hear the the album that never was. You could you could hear that. Yeah. Well, that was that was kind of my next question. Was I know like the Great Divide and and stuff like has never really seen its proper day in the light and i yeah. was just curious now that there's kind of like this new imagining of unita is there gonna is there any plans of re-recording re-releasing doing a physical copy like is there any real yeah, i would uh, those are these are all questions that are out of my pay grade sure. and i mean i'm just i'm just you know i'm i'm i right now well i'm 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 i just got off this experience um you know, I, I can, I can say it was a, this put it this way. It wasn't not successful. It was, yeah. I felt that people came away. Like I saw more happy faces than glum. I heard, I heard, you know, it was, so I, I think it was successful. Sure. So, but I'm so unqualified to even, I mean, that's all Arthur and Mike's situation. Sure, you know, that's that, understandable. I yeah, just thought I maybe you guys, uh, you know, oh, shared no. a few words on the tour bus or something about it. <laughs> no, no, there was, I mean, you know, that was, I mean, you know, you really can't count. There's what people, until something is in front of you, until until there's an agreement of like, you know, I mean, uh, this, that, or the other thing, and and where you sit down to a concerted effort of writing, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, nebulous parts about the band where we're like, yes, they do have that other album, and I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I mean, because me, if it, let's just say it wasn't Unita, let's just say it was just a band. Well, who has the masters? Who has the this? Who are you going to keep it? Are you going to put it out as it was? Or are you gonna re? Are you gonna are you gonna reattend to it to make it more in line with what you have currently? Um, all these things are super duper. They're as speculative as to me as it is to anyone else who might be questioning yay or nay or yes or whatever. I'm gonna. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm. It hurts my brain. It hurts my brain, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. All right. So listen, I, I have a, a segment that I call real or fuzzed. Okay. And uh, a lot of what we do on Slightly Fuzz has to deal with some goofy album covers and whatnot. Okay. with some outrageous stuff that has, has been put out into the universe. And right. uh, we're going to play a little game where I'm going to show you 10 album covers. And some of them are real albums. And some of them yes. are fake and what I call yes. fuzzed album covers. Okay. Okay. And you're just going to, you're just going to tell me what you think if they're real or fuzzed. 
Okay. All right. So this first album cover, I'll show you here. Yes. Is called Alibi. You're prettier when you die. Oh, boy. Look at this. I'm going to say it's real. This one kind of has like a 90s vibe to it, but... It's it's fake. Fuzzed. It's fake. Uh, you know, I should have gone. My instinct was has to be fuzzed, even though you have the parental advisory down there, you know, a little yeah, fakey yeah. thing. So the next one has to be real. Hat. Oh, oh, for real. By David Graham. Yeah. Look at that hat. <laughs> He's real serious about that hat. Yeah. 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 I'd say that's a great album. <laughs> this, is, this is a real one. This is a real album. That's right. Look yeah. at him. He's ferocious. <laughs> this one's called Stoner Boner. And the name of the album is Boner Stone. Well, they really like that uh, centerpiece. Uh huh. Um, it's got not one but two. It's got like a. It's got like it's like got one dick with a satellite dick. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna say this is no. This is fun. No. Yeah. It, come on, man. It, it really. This is real. I just listened oh, to it today. In fact. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Well, what happened yeah. to the balls? I mean, like, I don't know what happened to the balls. It's uh, it was that a mushroom, or yeah. was that some sort of weird looking mushroom that you, you know, come on? No, I think that's the stoner boner. That's okay, stoner. well, it seems like they have a, a long career. Uh, I mean, not that a bad career, but like, I mean, it, I would. It makes me think about like, well, what do you? Are you just a stoner with a boner, or do you have like? There's a person who has a boner for stoner music, and yeah. then what the other take on the? I mean, it's over and open to interpretation. I think. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'll have to listen to it now. Yep. This one's by Barbara uh, Marquet. It's all right to fuck all night is the album. Mm-hmm. And is this? Uh, she doesn't look particularly stoner. No. Um. Well, well it's a good thing it's the long version. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a real one. Because it's got the, the maxi single, yeah. Yeah, it's, this one is a real one. She's got some interesting song titles I've, I've discovered as well. Oh, that's good. The Boys Next Door definitely won't hurt you. No. that That's fuzzed. <laughs> this one is fuzzed. You seem confident about, confident about it. It is. Anytime you use an aerial type font underneath there, it gives it right away. It's like a, it's like a bad meme. <laughs> All right. This place sucks ass. Oh, that's real. That's, I think that's real. Yes, this one is real. Yeah, yeah, it's a good some. album cover actually. It's pretty yeah, sweet. yeah. The Philanderers, you're the only one today. Oh Lord, look at these dudes. It, they kind of look like they're coming out of like um, a 1970s A and S catalog. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> look at these dudes. What? Did, did did I seconds after this the photographer said they could exhale? <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm gonna go with it's real. This one is fuzzed. Oh the filet. <laughs> what a great font though. That's yeah. great. it's yeah. dude, they're totally out of like uh God knows where they got on A and M. Of course, Herb Alpert would sign them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this was in like a JC Penny's catalog or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Look at those pants. Yeah. And the wrench. Songs to stay in the kitchen too. Wow. Um, that's such a strange thing. Look at this. Oof. Like the maid got to the cake. <laughs> no, it's fuzzed. 
this one is fuzzy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Pizza death. Slice of death. Hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake! If this is real, I'm gonna kick me. Well, they they look they're from Chicago, so I'll say it's real. This one is real. Yeah. Yeah, they're really proud of their town. Yeah, this Let's is some uh, this is some heavy music, so it's it's not a bad. I think I heard some of this one actually. So, well, I like the upside down um, eyeball pizza, you pizza know, pentagram. <laughs> yeah, I would like a pizza place to serve up something like that. You know, yeah, there'd be some articulated cutting there. You know. Yeah. All right, last one. This is the Goldwaters. Sing folk songs to bug the liberals. That's fuzzed. That's... This one is real. Oh, God. From what years? You know what? First of all, curse them for not putting a drop shadow under their name. Yeah. It's a little tough. Yeah, it's a little tough. Blends into the top. Yeah. And so they got a banjo and all these dudes. I love their sweaters, though. It's the AU and the H2O. I'm assuming AU is like the... uh, Goldwater. Symbol for gold. It's it's Goldwater. AU is... is how, How witty. It's so funny. Yeah. So that one's a real one. I, I don't remember what that one sounds like, but that one's a real well, you one. Know, it, you know, I should have known because of the, like, goodwill feel about it. Like, like that, that record was sitting in, like, a shelf for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was, that was real or fuzz, man. Uh, thanks for playing that one. My pleasure. My pleasure. So listen, man. Um, I, I, I got to have you back on like the fuzz club or something when we do another episode, maybe diving into riot God album or, or uh Udita or something. And uh, I think you have a lot of stories and I'm super pumped for, you know, what's in the future. And like I said before, I hope everyone goes and checks out riot God. I hope I'm really looking forward to what you guys are doing here in the near future. You want to know, you want to know, this was my weird moment. Um, in Tabernas, um, just talking about other bands. I had a guy come up to me, now, a lot of the stuff before Riot God, I consider like the Dark Ages. It was, I was learning. There are some songs on there that are going to be featured on my YouTube channel as songs of note, like whether they're because of something I learned or because of the quality of like the lyrics that I was writing, you know, because that's a, a, I care about the lyrics. Um, and, you know, going through different whatevers. So this, so we're at, you know, here we are in the desert of Spain. Okay. I get off, we get off stage and, you know, I expected to sign a few riot gut things because we were in Germany and like, that's where our label was. And I figured we were known more over there than we were over here. Um, but this guy came up to me and he had, uh, he wanted me to sign a Unita thing. Um, even though I'm not on the, the, the album, but uh, sign it, I did. Then he had a Riot God thing, the first album, uh, his first CD. I signed that. And then I don't know if this dude got it off eBay, but I was with a I was in a band in the early 90s. Um and he had th- that CD cover. Like the only other place you would see this this band's name in in the in you know except for like I don't consider online mentions and shit like, but the real time is on the, on the, on the first life of agony CD, we were in the thank you list. Um, and I had to actually talk to one of the fellas. I had to talk to Joey to go get the, 
to, I said, please send me a picture of the, cause I want to, it's just for my retrospective. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we were on that cover is because it was 1993, Life of Agony, I think was just starting and we were doing our thing and we had to do an in-store with them. And they asked if they could go on first because they had somewhere else to go. And we were like, sure. And so that was that. That's the only other place you're going to see this band's name anywhere. So this guy in the middle of the desert has this cover. And I was like, I said to him, bro, you have done your research. Yeah. I mean, this is ancient, ancient stuff. Holy shit. Why don't you pull out one of my cassette demos? <laughs> and, um, but you know, some people are like that. And so I signed that too. I was like, well, I think I'm the only guy you're going to get to sign that unless you, uh, you know, visit Jersey or something and track some folks down. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I signed a few other riot gut things, but the very, very small, like very small amount, you know, there, yeah. there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a big cross pollination at all. Well, I know you kind of mentioned that, that there is some, new tunes in the works at least maybe in a, a practice space or something is there any talk of recording anything oh of course like yeah. uh, i i can say that with a degree of of certainty i mean Great. at least from my near my most recent recollection of conversations is that it's it it's um on it's on their radar yeah i mean awesome. so i i always keep myself kind of like on this on uh, like neutral like uh -huh. you know i'm i'm in a situation it's in a situation such as such as this you know no one myself or anyone else can feel like and this sounds strange like you're a bona fide member of the band and it you know it's this is all very new this was one tour sure. yeah. so i'm i am different you know I, I defer to like i you know what i'm not asking for like a save the date or an invitation but like mm -hmm. meaning that i always so and anytime i talk about something that's prognosticating the future i can only go upon what i know and uh, yes i've heard the music and the, and i've put some i've put some melodies and ideas to it you know quickly like in a situation where you didn't want to lose them in the morning before i went to work or something or on the weekend and um so uh, I know for a fact that it's expressed that new music is uh, like up there in the, in the concerns to, to proceed like yeah. that and make new things. I mean, our, our Arthur's got a ton of ideas, I'm sure but, yeah. well beyond what I've even heard. So right. I know that, and I know that it's just a matter of fact, you, you, you have to, you, as a musician, you, you want to, you know, I mean, I have solo stuff that I'm doing. I have other stuff that I'm doing. You, you, whatever it is that you, and then, you know, our bass player, Colin does a, a number of other things. You just got to get those ideas out. But in this context, I think Arthur has imaginations and plans, positive plans for, to make, you need a, a, a you know, a, a, to get that new stuff out. Sure. Yeah. Well, I hope he has a plan to get the old stuff out too. But as a, as a skeptic yeah, myself that was nervous about this whole thing, I can say from the bottom of my heart, I'm beyond excited. I, I think that you are the, the right person for this job. I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited for the I future of Unita and, and yourself, regardless of, of you know, what that might, he, might look like. Yeah, I look forward. I look forward to it. You know, I, it can only, 
I, it can only get better. I mean, like if I'm going to continue singing these songs, I mean, it's not going to be like they're going to. I'm going to get more comfortable at it. I mean, the, you know, the, you know these these fellows have been jamming these tunes. I mean, even like when I with Raika when I was on stage at Walkin, I had been mm-hmm. singing those songs for at least five years, so I knew them like the back of my hand. I mean, to can I say that about Unita songs? Um, certainly not. It's just I have. I mean a couple of very very short amount of time but well you know what you know what sold me was you singing if only two because that's like my that's my jam i love that song that's like my favorite you need a song. lot of people request and, that and you you fucking nailed it man I, I was so excited to hear that video so oh thanks thanks yeah, yeah I mean, it's a tough song to sing it's i uh, bet i bet it is yeah. it, it's it's uh demanding yeah i bet so well is there anything else that you would like to to plug or tell anyone Ooh. about before we wrap up Nope, I'm going to go have some dinner. Right on. Thanks. Thank you so much for being on, man. I, I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. All right, later. Adios.